Hi, my name is Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by the Daytime Emmy Awards. Ooh. Ooh. Um, we're also brought to you by Pepito. The biggest cat in the world. <laughs> um, we're also brought to you by... Oh, it's, it's just going to get better. Uh, suck Up, The Vacuum, now filming a movie in Spain. We are also brought to you by uh, the 27th annual Krusty the Clown Telethon for Motion Sickness. Ooh. And um, and I suppose we're also brought to you by the Happy Sumo Bar and we Karaoke. Guess. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about the episode Black Widower. This is the 21st episode of the third season. It originally aired on April 9th, 1992. Uh, it was written by any kind of joke territory with that. No, it's not the time for jokes. <laughs> no, it's a time to talk about Black Widower. It's a time to talk about Sideshow Bob. Yes. It's a time to talk about... Our guest. (laughs) I'm very excited to have our guest on um, because not only is she a very talented, funny person, but she also has a very interesting Simpsons connection that we will talk about. Please welcome Diana Wright. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi. Diana. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me. You're definitely the best dressed guest we've ever had. I was going to say, I didn't want to objectify you, but listeners at home, they can't see that you're wearing a very delightful summer dress right now. What if they can? Oh, no. (laughs) What does that mean about Max Fun? (laughs) Well, I knew that Big Max Fun would rear its ugly head at some point. All these microphones have cameras attached to them. Just like close up nostril cams. I just want to know about the technology of that. How does that work? Uh, So, uh, yes, a lovely dress, but also that's not what we're here to talk about as much as I would like. Just visuals. Let's just talk about visuals. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we met through, we're organizing, or at the time of the episode's release, we would have organized, it's in the past now, this lovely um, panel about motherhood in the industry. And I'm going to say it went great. It went so good. <laughs> it went really well. It was sold out. Um, I couldn't get in. They wouldn't let I me know in. they wouldn't. They were like, uh, only women, <laughs> no men, and Allie. Uh, I know. We uh, all got first look deals. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, there was Guys, so much industry in the I'm crowd. jealous, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We talked uh, with Tracy Wigfield about, you know, what's it like uh, choosing motherhood uh, when you're trying to negotiate a writing career on top of that. Yeah. You know, all that good stuff. Yeah. I heard rumors that it may be a series. <laughs> it might be a series. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. keep, stay tuned well, can for I, that. Can I be on that podcast about the show? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's great. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course yeah. we'll have a podcast uh, <laughs> attached to it and, well, you know, everything. <laughs> well, what I was leading to is that we originally met to organize that, but then during one of our meetings, you, I mentioned this podcast, and you revealed that you have a Simpsons connection. I do, yeah. I write for uh, The Simpsons Tapped Out, which is their ah, iPad game. Yeah. Uh, very attached. popular. Yeah, very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I feel like I either get, when I say, when I mention I write for it, either people don't know what it is or they're like, give me back my life. Ha. I want it. Or they're, yeah. or they're like, give me donuts. And I'm like, I can't give you donuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, is that currency That's in that world? the currency And now I'm world. showing that I've only played it a couple of times. That's all right. I did I did at some point get free donuts from EA, which was very nice on oh, my part. So like I was like, real premium donuts. stuff. No, just like digital oh, donuts. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but I could buy all the premium stuff that I was writing for and I could finally like see my own jokes. Oh, <laughs> That's so, cool. So, uh, 
people know Tapped Out, I'm sure. I don't yeah. think we really need to explain it too much. But if you haven't played it before, what's a good uh, synopsis for uh, those at home that don't know the game? So uh, the game Tapped Out, it's a, it's an iPad game. It's a, a real-world Simpsons game. So essentially, uh, Homer blows up. Uh, Springfield, and then you have to rebuild it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, it, with each new level, become, it gets a new character, and all those characters go on challenges. Um, and the jokes themselves are written by the Simpsons writers and also me. <laughs> That's so cool. That's really so, rad. how did you end up uh, writing for this? game it's uh you know it's a classic uh hollywood tale i was uh the personal assistant to Stuart burns who's the co-executive producer of the simpsons uh i invited mr burns mr burns <laughs> very cool he is uh not the inspired he came in afterwards <laughs> but mm-hmm. he is all he is the mr and burns of the show had been made I yes. <laughs> um so i was his, his a personal assist, assistant um and then in a hollywood way i invited him to a table read that i was doing of a pilot that i wrote and he was like can't make that one I'll come to the next event you have. Little did he know I had another event already that I was going to invite him for, which was a table read of a movie I was trying to get get made. He came to that. He thought it was funny enough and was like, try doing a, a level of the show. Um, wrote one. He liked it enough to give me another one and then kept working on it since. And then wow. since then I got to I got to, you know, come on set and, and uh, go to their studios and kind of like work on kind of do a writer's room rewrites of levels and That's I got so to do cool. an animated uh, segment that was voiced by Sarah Silverman so oh my wow. God. it's That's this so very cool. weird uh, little subsection of The Simpsons uh, that I got to write for which like eight year old me would have yeah. freaked out mm-hmm. about oh my god 27 year old me is freaking out about yeah. it I think it's amazing <laughs> yeah. that is so cool and what is uh, what is it like writing for it uh, you know how does it just I, I just want to know everything that you can tell us about it it's just yeah. so cool because it's not structured like a typical episode of television, of course. Right. No, not at all. It's and different. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting challenge because you have all these characters working on it. And a lot of the characters that I wrote for had like one episode, one joke maybe right. of The Simpsons. So it's like you get to create these like full backstories of these characters that, you know, really are there. You know, it might be like blue haired lawyer. Right. And you're like, it's, they don't even have a name. What but about like smiling guy? <laughs> <laughs> Did not have no, a smiling not guy. Me, guy? But thanks for thinking of me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there were times when I would be like, I'd get the level and I'd, I'd go, uh, thank God for like Simpsons Wikipedia because I'd be like, oh my God, it, I'd look up everything. I'd watch the episode and then I'd be like, okay, time to create some <laughs> backstory. But I mean, the the game itself, so it's tech ba- text-based, so all the jokes have to be word-based. They have to be text. You can't rely on a physical gag. You can't rely on someone's reaction. Mm. So it's like very, you have to kind of create these storylines and also they have to be short. You can't have them go on and on and on because right. people want to get to that next activity and, you know, make Homer rollerblade or whatever it is <laughs> right, you're, right, you're doing. Right. And so that's I think the biggest challenge of it. Mm-hmm. Um and then it's kind of it, it's fun cuz then I go on and uh once the levels are released uh someone in like the tapped out addict world will transcribe the level what was written and I will uh, occasionally I'll go on and I'll look at them and be like did anyone say it was funny Uh (laughs) and most of the time people are like how do you get donuts (laughs) add me as your friend and all this stuff and I'm like oh okay yeah that makes sense but if it's not putting you on the spot too much is there a line or anything that you wrote that you're particularly happy for or is there a level that you could share that you worked on that you're happy about there was one level that I thought was pretty funny uh, because it it kind of like created a little controversy uh, that was totally unintentional 
intentional. So I wrote this level. I ended up writing a lot of the um, St. Patrick's Day levels for the game, mm-hmm. um, and it became like my holiday that I would write for. <laughs> um, Are and you Irish? I'm not Irish. I, I don't know why. <laughs> An Irish happened. appreciator. I appreciate the Irish. I, I love the Irish. I was about to ask if you um, appreciate the Irish. <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate the Irish. We ask all our guests. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Finally relevant. You guys are sponsored by the yeah. Irish. Yeah, so. it's like a broken clock. It's right twice a day. That's sort of how statistically it works out for yeah, us. Yeah, you're like <laughs> you we're sponsored by the Irish. I mean, I, a quarter of me is. So proceed. Oh, I'm very possible that I could be Irish. I haven't swabbed myself yet. So yeah, um, we do that after the show. Oh, good. A free yeah, DNA after test. the security footage from Max Fun is processed. <laughs> now it finally makes sense. You know, <laughs> then I'm just tagged and barcoded and sent on my way mm, out, in the, yeah. out in the world. That's bubble season two. <laughs> um, I so I, I was ready for the Simpsons. Um, you know, St. Patrick's Day level, and I pitched this idea that Homer gets visited by his livers, the ghosts of livers past. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was the first character that I created, too. I was, I asked, I was like, can I create this character? And they made a little, like, diseased liver, basically, uh. for me. Um, and I did screenshot that, and I was like, my Simpsons character, a diseased liver. I <laughs> oh, love how that. Fun. But it, it, somewhere in that game... I, I made some joke of like, oh, we're just beta testing that. And it was literally beta testing as a funny phrase. It just was a funny joke. I was like, OK, great. Um, I had to get out fast. Yeah. Um, and that level appears and I go on to my narcissistic self and I'm looking it up. And there's this whole controversy in the comments about people saying like, oh, the Simpsons are like throwing shade at the Family Guy game because it, they're beta testing now. And they like made this joke about beta testing oh. and like all this stuff. And I was like, I didn't even know the Family Family Guy was creating a game. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And so it's just I, this joke that ha- happened like three months ago. Didn't even think about it. Then came out and everyone was like, ooh, Simpsons throwing shade at Family Guy. And I was like, no, not not at all. It That's was just so like funny. me in my bubble just writing. <laughs> and I was like, beta testing's a funny phrase. <laughs> I mean... Isn't that the internet, though? Like, yes. that's just such a great example of people searching for something that isn't there, oh, misinterpreting, ex- you know, the creator's intentions and being like, oh, all these Easter eggs are in the... No. Well, it's like, it's down to like when you're studying Shakespeare and your uh-huh. teacher's like, oh, they he said this phrase this way because he meant that. And I was like, no, he didn't. Like, <laughs> like, he didn't mean shit. Right. That's, yeah, I, I always about, yeah, that. Exactly. I'm calling out Shakespeare. Uh, I'm here for that. <laughs> Please, he listened to the show. Oh. Oh, no. Will Shakespeare, come on down. I'll fight you. No. I used to have a stand-up bit that I only did once because it bombed so fucking hard, but it was basically, the premise was Shakespeare sucks. (laughs) My dad always said that Shakespeare was too flowery. It's just too much. I'm done. I'm over it. Uh, Sorry, Mom. My mom goes to Shakespeare in the Park, I want to say, every day of her life. (laughs) Every time I check in, she's on her way to Shakespeare in the Park. Okay, I have uh, my keys, wallet, Shakespeare, Shakespeare in the Park, park tickets. I'm going, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just tired of all of it. I'm tired. I, I did. I went to, I went to see Shakespeare in the Park. I saw Titus Andronicus like just this week, and oh, really? I, uh, and I left, and I was like, "Am I done with Shakespeare?" <laughs> I think we're all done. I think that there's like three or four good, good ones, goodums. Goodums, yes. Say. Three or four goodums, and then everything else, especially the comedies. The comedies are so like, but what if an old man was also a horse? I'm like, this is. This I can't. I can't with this. What was the 
play we had to see? Oh, oh, something rotten. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that. It, it makes fun, making of fun of Shakespeare. Yes. <laughs> it makes fun of Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> that's exactly. Uh, yeah, we were talking about. I just wrote a uh, whatever. I'll plug my pilot. I just wrote. I just wrote a pilot about 17th century monks. And I'm sorry, we made you have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it myself. <laughs> I volunteered that information, but I volunteered something tribute. rotten. I'm realizing. I I have a soft spot for sort of irreverent historical fiction. I yeah. think that we should make fun of the past. We should make fun of the past. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm calling you out. <laughs> hey, I'm calling, I'm calling you out. Uh, hey, the past. Listen to this. Century. You stink. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Suck it, past. Oh, what, you're going to come after me? <laughs> what history? You're going to repeat yourself? <laughs> now, the history we're looking at today takes place on April 9th, 1992. Three days after my birthday. Yes, go on. What were you doing that year for your birthday? Um, What was I doing? I was four years old. <laughs> Let's see. I was, ooh, I know. I was... Making a real fun game out of flipping over my mom's sewing stool and turning it into a ride. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's all I remember from being four. Uh, yeah. So so let's get into this episode. Um, <laughs> Must we? May we? <laughs> May we? Uh, where were you April 9th, 1992? Oh, man. Let's see. I would be seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably, I mean, probably watching this episode because we, my family had like an ongoing rotating family uh, dinner party that was dependent and timed out for The Simpsons. So wow. it was like every Sunday night. Yes, yes. W- you were was, one of the good families. Yeah, it was, it was like we were like either we have to <laughs> leave at 7.45 so we're back home by 8 yes. or we have to stay until 8.30 and watch The Simpsons mm-hmm. there. Um, and that so was like our... I love that. Yeah, oh, like man, we... so great. We were like we have to... Well, this is the one show we have to watch. I didn't get to watch a lot of TV as a kid, mm-hmm. but the uh, weekends were okay, and so Simpsons was allowed. I love that. Mm. Oh, that's so great. I'm going to do that now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, and so something that we like to ask all of our guests is, so you gave us a list of episodes, um, so you can talk about some of the other ones that w- we didn't choose um but what about black widower appeals to you well i mean i love sideshow bob mm-hmm. um he's sexy he's sexy yeah, uh, especially in this one our producer uh jesus looked at me like what <laughs> <laughs> i get in the it same way that um whenever i talk to uh m- men in their 20s and 30s whatever um and and uh, mentioned that young simba was hot oh my oh. God, they look at me hot. like I'm crazy. They look at you like you want to... What, what, I'm not supposed to be, have my sexual awakening to young Simba and Rufio from Hook? Sorry. Excuse me? Um, he, the sexiest cartoon character is, <laughs> I know. is Robin Hood. Oh, yes. you're the right. Fox Robin you're Hood. Right. Yes, bitch. You're right. So, yeah. so <laughs> sexy. I'll take all the... Maid Marion? I'll, I'll go gay for Mar- Maid Marion. I'll, I'll yeah. pass it up. I was I'm, thinking about this because I just watched The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I just came back from sleepaway camp and what they do at sleepaway camp uh, during the dance is for the kids that don't want to dance. It's too strenuous for them. They play a movie in the side room and then good old JP is the one that's, uh, you know, monitoring that. And we were playing the Sandlot. And I was thinking to myself, how many sexual awakenings were timed out to Benny mm-hmm. from the Sandlot? Mm-hmm. I've recently watched the the Sandlot for another podcast. Oh. Um, it was called. It's called Do I Still Love It? And so you. It's a great podcast premise. You uh, you watch something from your past that you haven't seen since your past, and you're like, is it as good as you thought? And I was very pro the Sandlot. I Me saw it and I was too. like, this holds up. <laughs> Me too. It does hold up. 
Benny is still hot. Very attractive. And it just made me feel great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, you know, I'm so sorry to say, I don't like the Sandlot. Oh, no! That's shot for my first time uh, three years ago. Uh, oh, I will say, it is a movie, it... You know, unfortunately, it's like if you see it when you're in a child and then you see it again, it holds up. I don't think it holds up if you just see it as an yeah. adult. I feel that way about ACDC. Wow. <laughs> like, I love ACDC so much, but I'm never surprised if I meet an adult who didn't listen to them until now. I like I wouldn't play them. I was like, yeah. listen, well, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to be like, yeah, yeah that's what I'm missing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I find that about uh, kind of going back to like childhood movies. I remember introducing Newsies to a friend as I an adult. Newsies. And I love Newsies. Newsies was the first thing I saw as a kid that made me go, hey, I like them musicals. <laughs> it um, made me go, I love those hats. I want those hats. Ooh, but yes. similar to The Sandlot, I was a young tomboy kid who just wanted my pack of like guy friends to be like, oh, let's go climb trees. You know, like that kind of action. And yeah. I introduced Newsies to my fellow adult friend and she did not care for it. <sighs> That's so at hard. At all. Like, with a passion. I have a distinct memory of, like, seeing, like, Newsies was being promoted, and it was, like, going to be airing at, like, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., and I was, like, checking that off, and then, like, <laughs> sat down at the TV and was, like, watching this. <laughs> like, I've never seen it before, but I was, like, I'm going to like this content. I'm I'm writing down the time. I'm content. making an appointment. <laughs> I'm going to consume it. And did you? Uh, I loved it. Oh, it was great. incredible. The songs are great. Um, so to to quickly go back to Sideshow Bob being sexy. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Big feet. Yeah. Very yes. big feet. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big feet, big words. <laughs> hey, you know what they say? Big socks. Yep. <laughs> That's what yep. Big socks full of the thor- the sources. <laughs> the thor- the thor- <laughs> so okay. you love Sideshow Bob. I love Sideshow Bob uh and you know, I so I wanted to do a Sideshow Bob episode, and this was like the the first one that I could remember of like him like fooling everyone but Bart, yeah. um, and and bringing in and and I wanted to also see early Patty and Selma, yes, because that was the rewatching it. I realized how much those characters have grown, and like this is pre uh, Patty coming out of the closet, like all of right. these things, and so it was like fun watching their relationship while they're still in that like weird side character world mm-hmm. and haven't quite gotten fully fleshed out yet so that was really fun yeah this episode is uh unreal because it feels so much like a movie and it you know having so as as it says in our credits the teleplay is by john vd (laughs) and the story is by sam simon and thomas chastain um and david silverman of course is such a brilliant director and you really see all the stuff uh that shines of his like he has such a um a cinematic way of, of looking at things, but the movement in, in this episode is unbelievable. Yeah. They're, in the montage, when you see the two of them together, there's they're running through a field, and it is so, oh, like, no. I don't know how to describe it other than, like, it's 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 like ballet. It's like beautiful movement. Yeah. And uh, that's something that, <clears throat> we've talked a little bit about it, but probably not in a long time. Something that makes me not like newer episodes as much as older episodes is really just what you miss from the animation style and mm-hmm. direction of Dave, David Silverman and, and everything that you get in those early seasons. And I just think this is such a prime example of like The Simpsons at its best. Yeah, and I had read that they had, because um, we 
by this time have had a couple episodes of Sideshow Bob mm -hmm. and that they had really made an effort to go to a Brad Bird style of animation yeah. with him to make it really fluid and, and theatrical in that way that sort of ups the ante for the mystery too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like it was uh, a, a lot slower paced mm -hmm. than you'd see animation right now and just that moment of them uh, reuniting at the um, benefit from motion sickness and them <laughs> so smiling funny. and taking that time. It really felt I was like, oh, this is just a this is just a slower episode. It was it was very well paced, but in that slower way. And it, and I feel like animation now is not happen doing that in the yeah. same way. Yeah, and I want to say one thing before we dive into kind of breaking down the story a little bit more. Um, so this episode from the start, the staff really wanted to make this very mystery heavy, and they even consulted the head of the organization of the Mystery Writers of America, <laughs> um, uh, whose name is Thomas. Chastain. And um, they were really gunning for what I learned an Edgar Award, which is like specifically for best mystery fiction in television and film. So they were really hoping that they would get at least a nomination or win it. And did they, they get it? Did not. Oh. <laughs> but oh, I, no. love, I, I love that being mentioned in the Wikipedia and be like, they were really gunning for it and they didn't. <laughs> so good luck to them. Um, but There's yeah. still a chance. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we uh, actually get into this episode, let's take a quick break. Yes. It's new promo time, James. Ooh, what you got in that guy? How about this? You need more black friends, Minority Corner, every Friday. Uh, okay. But, girl, that doesn't say anything about how we're a podcast that talks about queer issues, race, politics, and pop culture. Now it does, because I've already hit record. Oh, girl, you so sneaky. You be Linda tripping me. Minority Corner. Learn, laugh, and play. All from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Because nobody puts minorities in the corner every friday <laughs> and we're back and we're back what a great break i love that break so right before the break we were about to break down uh this episode and what we like to do for people that haven't watched in a while we'll read the synopsis from wikipedia ice cold hell yeah Ooh, so do it could be good <laughs> it could Ooh. be bad um, this one looks a little long, so it could be good. Let's see. In the episode, Sideshow mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Bob, Bart's arch enemy. Oh, thank you. To clarify, <laughs> marries Bart's Aunt Selma. It's all about Bart. It's all about Bart. Bart believes that Bob is planning something sinister rather than marrying for love. He realizes that Bob is planning to kill Selma. He prevents the attempted murder, and Bob is sent back to prison. That's all. That's it. Yeah. I love how <laughs> they just keep referring to him as Bob. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not, you can't call him just Bob. Yes, but Bart's Aunt Selma gets a full <laughs> fucking title. Yeah, but just Bob. Yes. No, it's Sideshow Bob. Sideshow like, Bob is Sideshow is his first name. Yeah, and Bob, Bob is right. his last name. I'm sure there are other Bobs <laughs> in Springfield that we've come to know and love. Let's think. Tweet at us. All right. <laughs> Tweet the Bob characters. Um, this episode uh, starts in a really delightful way, in a way that we don't normally get. We get this uh, immediate pop culture parody of the family watching TV. They're sitting around, 
uh, and it's also of its time. It's making fun of that dinosaurs TV show. So funny. So good. I love it. It well, yeah, it feels like the critic, which we've talked about before, uh-huh. of course. But yeah, it's so funny because uh you get uh I think Lisa is saying just like these talking dinosaurs are more realistic than most families on TV. Yeah. Uh which of course is also kind of providing commentary on the Simpsons. Mm. It's just like how they are a cartoon Tell family. Me more. Well, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't have a stegosaurus, man. <laughs> uh, I love Homer saying just like, look, they have a baby too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. And and to mention the critic, I mean, this is, as we said, the show owners, Algina Mike Reese, creators of the critic. So maybe there's some sort of cosmic connection of them enjoying no. pop culture. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> uh, one of their writers went off to create the dinosaurs show. Maybe. Oh. And that, that's a, a gentle dig. I don't know. I don't know. Or something. But <laughs> I, I will wish say. there was a way to cross-reference this. <laughs> I will say that I wish there was some sort of magical hmm. database of all information. I shall live in the moment. I do know about the dinosaurs uh, TV show that uh, Jessica Walters uh, is the mom on that show. I oh. recently looked up about oh, the dinosaurs. Wow. I had no idea. Um, I used to watch it when I was a kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one of the most terrifying season finales. Oh my ever. god, I cannot believe it. For those yeah. that don't know about this, uh, that show ended with a meteor destroying the dinosaurs. It's yeah. them just like embracing impending death like it's like them just being like the meteor's coming the ice age is coming and it's like them just being like okay well we're just gonna sit here and wait for it yeah and you're like what it is very funny because if you're in that if you write on the show you're thinking like how do we end a show about dinosaurs and i guess that is kind of how you have to i was gonna say that i'm supposing not to have a case of the spose does Uh, but i'm supposing uh that when they pitched it I feel like they probably mentioned that. I don't know. If I was pitching dinosaurs, I'd be like, and then naturally. And then, and then that, so season one. They, they, when they, they had the full, it. They had the full <laughs> season Listen. arc all you know set how, up how for the dinosaurs. How do you see the show ending? I got some ideas. <laughs> well, let's refer to this history book. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, when you, you normally go in to pitch a show, they tell you that you're supposed to make it refillable so you can go on forever and then have a movie. No, 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 no. I'm an artist. <laughs> this is me. I'm. This is my new character, creator of the TV show Dinosaurs. Yeah. He's, he is the pinnacle of the artist. What if that was part of my SNL character showcase? <laughs> the guy who created Dinosaurs. It would certainly Guy stand or woman, out. I don't know. No, don't it's know. A, is an oh, it's an animated show. No, it's live action. It'll, <laughs> no, be, it's it'll, live be, action. it'll be people in suits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, after the family is watching dinosaurs, uh, we we learn that uh, they're about to have a nice fancy dinner. We know mm-hmm. this because Marge is wearing her her wonderful fancy outfits. dress, which we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love when. Simpsons characters wear outfits other than their normal go-to. Oh, of course. It's their go-to, exciting. their Easter best outfits. Oh, mm-hmm. um, yes. And uh, Bart's little, like, shorts, short suit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the snow suit. Oh, Maggie's starfish oh, snow so suit. Cute. That's the best. Yeah, in this case we have Marge wearing her would you clarify, cla- clarify classify it as goldenrod or canary? Canary. Or <laughs> yellow. My money's on canary. Um, It's got a little peplum action. It's peppery. She looks peppery. <laughs> um, Patty's dress is certainly peppery. She's got a little slinky black number on with purple mm. pearls. Yeah. Yep. 
so uh, someone has a new boyfriend. They something we've learned from uh, Josh Weinstein when he was on the show uh, is that even the Simpsons writers at times wouldn't know who was who. And the way to tell, of course, is that Selma has earrings that are made of little S's. Mm-hmm. Um, and another way is uh, that Patty's hair is parted. And so that's another way. Perfect. That's how I it. know it. Yeah. Is that Patty has M hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, even in within the world of the show, Patty and Selma don't know who is who when they take a picture. Which together. is there's even that joke in this episode. I Whoa. love it. Uh, <laughs> for One of my favorite moments in this episode is a Marge moment. It comes pretty early. So once, uh, basically, we're we're learning that um, Selma has a uh, new boyfriend who mm-hmm. is part of the uh, prison pen pal program. Yeah. And uh, everyone has these fantasies of like who he's going to be. I don't know if you guys had favorite moments from that at all. Um, they were all fairly excellent. Yeah. Doesn't Homer imagine it to be like some like um, severed head yeah. on like a platter? It was in severed head on a platter. I'm sure it's, the head itself is a reference to something I'm missing. Um, but it's it's really funny because you know Marge is saying just you know he's an ex-convict. You know it's going to be very nice. She's very, she's very pro uh, prison reform in that episode. Yeah, and then it. and and so she's speaking favorably. And then Selma says, "Well, then why aren't you using the nice silverware?" And she <laughs> says, "I'm just not." <laughs> I wrote I'm just that down not. too. I'm just not. <laughs> I loved that. I love that that was super acceptable. I bought it completely. Do we need to punch this lineup? No, it's no. perfect. It's Mar- just not perfect. I'm just not. So we then realize who it is, and of course it's Sideshow Bob, which yeah. makes the kids scream. This is an example again of just kind of like that David Silverman direction, Brad Bird esque uh, style. Like you're. You're looking at them, you're looking at these kids from almost Bob's point of view because of how tall he is. Right. It mm-hmm. makes those kids seem so much more like kids than if they were just doing it straight on. And yeah. and those choices really make Bob scary or mm-hmm. sexy, depending on who you are. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, it's no surprise um, given, you know, what Brad Bird ended up being this, um, you know, great a tour, this great a bird animation, man. a Birdman. <laughs> That's what that movie's about. Uh, this great director, but it feels very cinematic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it is just uh, like there are moments before being like, oh, maybe it's a murderer and so excited about it. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's Sideshow Bob and that's so much scarier to them right, where right. they would totally have embraced any murderer. Any, any other murderer. Any, any other murderer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so I really love the way that Homer not only welcomes Bob and t- Bob into the <laughs> home, uh, but what he says to him here. Gee, if some snot-nosed little kid sent me to prison, the first thing out, I'd find out where he lives and tear him a new belly button. Lousy uh, uh, snitch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Simpson, you're forgetting the first two noble truths of the Buddha. I am not. Yes, you are. <laughs> I love I love Homer saying I am not. <laughs> oh, I love Homer when he's indignant and in oh, his yeah. stupidity. It's so great. It's pretty great. And that's another great shot because it, that has Homer stabbing the air and you just see it through at, at right at Bart's level. Yeah. Of, Give him it, a new belly button is such a graphic way to describe <laughs> oh, yeah. that. Lousy snitch. I just love that. I think that's so funny. Um, this is, I guess there's a category of joke I love in The Simpsons where Homer is scaring Bart 
about Sideshow Bob because I love... <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah, I love the one where he's like, you know, Bart is terrified uh, about Sideshow Bob coming to kill him and Homer keeps interrupting him while he's sleeping with like, uh, like hey, I'm checking out a chainsaw! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I think that, it, yeah, the general, they, they apply that in different situations too. Just Homer's own dumbiness, like being unable to realize how much he's freaking his own kids out. And then I think another side of that joke that we see sometimes is that Homer uh, eventually freaks himself out with yeah. his yeah. own Yeah, he can scare him his own self. Which I, I find really delightful. It just feels very Looney Tunes-esque. It's just also nice. I mean, this is setting up a future of just Bart being the only one who believes that Bob is... Now we're all saying, we're all saying we're all Bob saying now. First Bob. name, Bob. <laughs> that, like, Sideshow Bob, you know, is everyone believes that he's reformed, and that continues to happen and happen, and then right. Bart has to continue it. So this is just, like, that beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, because you see that again in Sideshow Bob Roberts uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, and which tees up for, I think, one of the greatest Sideshow Bob episodes, Cape Fear. I like that episode, too. Oh, I'm a fan. (laughs) Let us be friends. (laughs) Uh, So at this time, uh, we get a little bit of uh, insight on how Bob was doing. Um, And we have him picking up trash on the side of the road. You see how Krusty is uh, in this limousine with an actress and the monkey. uh, (laughs) And they throw the cup out the window. And it just, you know, it's driving driving him crazy. This comes up because we're reminding the audience that... uh, he framed uh, Krusty yeah. for murder. Murder. <laughs> and uh, let us just say, <laughs> sure, probably murder. Um, and and so uh, we cut to the uh, Krusty hosting the Emmy Awards, uh, mm-hmm. which I love, and we get an appearance from our sponsor Julia. If you want the to daytime talk about. Emmy Awards, to daytime be Emmy Awards. Um, he was nominated. Sideshow Bob was nominated for Best Supporting Performer at the Daytime Emmy Awards. That's where we meet Pepito, the biggest cat in the whole wide world. And and listeners at home uh, or in your cars, pull over your car and just, you know, freaky act this or find a it's screenshot so because good. the way it is drawn, it's like in those like big bubble um, helmet, you know, like Disneyland walk around character styles. It's great. Uh, shout out to my friend John Angaro, who I co-host Stonecutters with, who recently discovered Pepito, the biggest cat in the whole wide world, and has declared publicly it is his favorite Simpsons character. It's <laughs> That's so a good one. It's good. a good one. It's it so comes cute. and goes in a flash, but that, it's so great. <laughs> that would actually be a good uh, character to add into the into the tapped yeah, out universe. Would be. <laughs> that would be. That and would even be if a, people a didn't know it, would be delighted. I'm sure because it's just drawn in such it's a so happy cute. way. Uh, it's if so anyone great. has a Pepito tattoo, please. Oh tell my us. gosh. Ooh, or uh, get one. Or mm. get one. Uh, so he ends up winning something. It's so rare. Not Pepito. Uh, Pepito does not. Sideshow Bob does. Sideshow Bob ends up winning. Much to the yeah. chagrin of Pepito. Well, well I will say Sideshow Bob wins and it's it's very great. He's he's watching it from his prison cell but uh, I, I have to say that the real highlight of the evening is best film to video transfer <laughs> as an award at the daytime Emmys. Uh, I love it. As somebody who was recently snubbed by the Emmys. I just was really enjoying this. I yeah. wasn't truly snubbed. In that film to tape. Uh, yeah. that, that I should have gone transfer. in that category. That, maybe I would have gotten that nomination. That's actually the category that uh, Orange is 
the new black kids entering <laughs> oh, and winning. That's, that's how they sneak on oh, in. That's how it is. That's <laughs> not it. drama, not comedy, but this. Yeah. Uh, that's Tape very video wise of their executive producers. Yeah. <laughs> they got uh, so, a good go. Uh, <laughs> <when> <laughs> Industry he, talk. <laughs> when he wins, uh, he and Krusty have like a back and forth, uh, which is pretty gnarly but and funny. But one of the things that was just very of its time was making a joke of like, make sure to not drop that Emmy in the shower, Bob. Right. It's like shower jokes. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah. kind of Don't dated. Drop the soap kind Ugh. of stuff. Ugh. I hate that stuff. But then you get you get the you get the image of uh, him making all these license plates with all the varied versions of like I, I hate, hate Bart. Bart. I was thinking, uh, who has those license plates? Some Simpsons fans have to have Bart DOA. Yeah, like, they must. Like, oh, you know, I'm not a part of this, but tweet at them. Yeah. <laughs> tweet yeah. at them if you have that license oh plate. Oh my gosh. Screw Bart. These are the new, more <laughs> obscure license plates. I, yes. You know what? I won't screw Bort. I like Bort. No, I, I welcome the, uh, the I'll screw Bort love... because I like Bort. Ooh, hello. <laughs> Bort of Barry. <laughs> Who won't you screw? This is a peppery episode. Only people with B. <laughs> B.O.s. You gotta have a B.O. in your name. <laughs> no. I don't like B.O. <laughs> Stop saying I like B.O. Um, but B.O. Allie, you're on record no, to say. No, Somebody's going to take this recording and they're gonna cut it and match when it I'm up. When I'm running for mayor, I'm not gonna get it because of this. Allie, for mayor? You don't think I could be mayor? <laughs> Be mayor of you Los can Angeles. be mayor of what? Springfield Land in mm, Universal. I could do that. That's an yeah, early show so. that they do. They have a Disneyland uh, mayor. Did you know about that? No, it's not real, but it is real. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Listen to podcasts or ride. Uh, I will. Oh, I, so uh, I love that podcast. It's That's so great. good. Uh, so we we get this moment where all of the uh, well, his, his Emmy gets taken away from him, and mm-hmm. we're where we see this trash can full of other awards, and they say like you know no Emmys, no Oscars, not even Golden Globes. Well, they say also they go. Hey, you know the the rules. Awards for excellence in entertainment are contraband. That's so <laughs> oh, good. Oh, so funny. That's good. I will say an Emmy would would uh, be a valuable weapon to have in prison. It it's was, very sharp. Yeah, Those wings are sharp. I also love like the general series long running joke of making fun of award shows from The Simpsons POV. Like I really love in the B Sharps episode yeah. when um, Homer oh, gives Grammy. his Grammy. Ah, <laughs> Grammy. You know, and they're kind of shitting on that. Uh, something that I remember about um, this episode is from the commentary tracks and maybe even our own podcast of uh, basically Bob's number is uh, 24601 which is from Les Mis. That's, yeah. I was watching this and I and I freaked out about yeah. that and I was watching it with a friend who doesn't know musicals and was like why, why are you freaking out and I was like Les Mis! Yeah. Les Mis! I watched it uh, <laughs> with our mutual friend Alec who was also just like Les Mis joke and it's funny because it's. It, I remember in the commentary or maybe in a conversation that we had here um, that there was like an excitement to put in that type of thing and it's not a joke it's just a little reference and it's just for them and it's like those types of things are what make The Simpsons so Mm -hmm. like full and and exciting you know I I love that I remember there was one episode where they like scrolled through like a bunch of stuff on that and I paused it and you know or like VHSed it and went through it and at one point it was like if you're reading this like you're a loser and I was like oh no (laughs) and I I was like I was like it's a early Easter egging before I feel like Easter egging became like really a thing I love that I mean I think that it's even cooler that they inserted that stuff without like the premise of DVDs being a thing and and knowing that that they just did it for themselves which just proves that their integrity has been intact since day one yeah they did it for one viewing essentially mm-hmm. like I mean they'd have reruns but they that is very true that they were doing they were making each episode so special 
just because. Yeah. Dear God, are they good people. I know. Things that are better than they need to be is my favorite genre of anything. Me too. Mm-hmm. So uh, at this point, we get uh, the introduction to how uh, Selma and uh, Bob uh got together and you get these photos that are coming in and we get that joke we mentioned earlier of like here's a picture of me and Patty on our bike I don't know which one I am <laughs> yeah uh, I also love that in Selma's letters to Bob she writes um, I need a man and I can't find one among the law abiding <laughs> <laughs> my voice is scratchy it's perfect for it Selma it works really well Selma voice hey. going on. Um, I, I still shudder sometimes at the portrayal of Selma's like Body, I guess, like oh, her the in the tub and the pumicing, oh. and yeah. When, yeah. when you see the legs and you see all the like hair <laughs> like singing out of it, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's sweet because they end up having like what seems to be a very nice relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, you get uh, them kissing through the glass, but on the cheek with her gigantic I cheek know, being pressed. I really love that. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, we we check back in on uh, on the Simpsons household and uh we're we're kind of learning about how everything's going and lisa is explaining that this is this is proof that the revolving door prison system works which i love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you you see in this moment how charming um bob is being to everybody too and like everyone is I so love it. yeah everyone's so into it him playing violin for the conjugal visit trailer oh, yes. that yeah. little sequence and then when he says goodbye to all of the um different um inmates cutter Ice pick, snake, I'm going to miss you most of all. <laughs> this was the first instance of him being referred to by his first name. Really? Yeah. Before that, he was just jailbird, but because of the tattoo of a snake on his arm. I now love we have that. Now he's jailbird. Snake. Now he's snake jailbird. Yeah. We love snake. Um, so at, at this point, Patty is talking about Sacho Bob, and we actually have a really good clip here. I've got to admit it, Salmon. He's a once in a lifetime catch. Yes, I hope the police are saying that as well. <laughs> I can't believe you guys. This man framed Krusty the Clown. Bart. Indeed I did. And I'd like to thank you for catching me, Bart. You seized the wheel of my slow boat to hell and pointed it straight towards the sunny shores of Selma. Hear, here. Selma, would you mind if I did something bold and shocking in front of your family? All right. There are no tongues. Although kissing you would be like kissing some divine ashtray. That's not what I had in mind. Selma, will you marry me? <gasps> Don't be a boy, Selma. That man is scum. Then call me Mrs. Scum. <laughs> uh, that was terrifying. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is the best voice actor I of know, all time. He really is. <laughs> insane. He's really so fantastic. I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I love after this, you get all of these like little moments of like them being in love and you get them at karaoke. Yes. Uh, at the Happy Sumo. Happy Sumo. One of our sponsors. Uh, th- they're singing the song, uh, you know. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like. Like, I love you. Yeah. So <laughs> this might be a good place to very briefly talk about uh, your love of uh, Simpsons uh, Sing the Blues. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm, like, embarrassed, but I, I've met only one other person who has listened to Sim- the Simpsons Sing the Blues uh, more than once. Uh, <laughs> because once is the... 
correct amount yes. of times to, Once is, to I get it. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I get it. It was and, a thing. And it's frankly like uh I'm not a hundred percent sure why they made it. Uh mm-hmm. it's a weird choice. Uh this this is a CD that um all the Simpsons characters came together and sang blues songs, um <laughs> which is like, oh, you know, uh weird. Um and uh I listened to it like multiple times. Really you shouldn't have to listen to this more than once. I don't I think yeah. they had some sort of contract that they had to fulfill. I would I love bet. to know what why this came about. I also wonder because there was a lot of so a lot of like Simpsons pop culture jokes based just on you know the upbringings of I'm guessing the writers of being alive in the 70s during 70s TV. 70s TV was fucking batshit and I feel like this Brady Bunchy you know Partridge Family kind of like let's release an album kind of thing was um, a prominent you know, force in pop culture for them, and maybe that's what led to. Well, then naturally we'll do. Yeah, we'll a do it, and it's thing. just and it's all the characters that shouldn't be singing. They don't have like <laughs> right. great voices, and they're singing they're singing songs that are you know it's like life is like a bowl of cherries. It's crazy these songs that they're yeah. singing. They they cannot pull them off. Um, oh, no. Lisa has but her own solo on it, doesn't she? She has her own solo. Well, take it, Lisa. Like, it's an insane album. Um, and the fact that I listened to it and then was like, I'll listen to that again. And this is like, I had the CD and I had to actively put that into a CD player. I think is like telling how bad I am about music in general. It's like, I was like, I will listen to this again and enjoy it. Or how patient this- of a person you are. Patient. <laughs> they already yeah. had my money. Like- right. Well, I've this talked isn't a multiple plays thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've talked about this on the podcast in the past, but I'll say it again. I'm a huge fan of their other albums. I'm uh, uh, Go Simpsonic. Uh, Songs in the Key of Springfield were two big forces in in my childhood and my well, they and have, to this day. They have great songs and they they, do, they yeah. write great songs in their episodes. But and you prefer the blues. <laughs> and yeah, this is this isn't even like this is just them you singing covers the it's just crazy it's yeah. just so insane it's like it's just your worst friends doing karaoke like yeah yeah uh, yeah and then i was like let's listen to it multiple times <laughs> which um, song uh, was your favorite god i for i sh- i should have looked up this once you guys were like no we'll just do an episode <laughs> i focus on the episode mostly but i i think it was um I, it it's a marge song in the summer in the springtime I was like, I feel her pain as oh, this oh, as this that, ooh, yeah. character who doesn't get a lot of love. Like oh. she, like she was by far the best person on this wow. on this blues album. I so. love that. I love um, hearing that too. Yeah, I I love Marge when when Marge gets a joke, it's great. Me too. Uh, and she doesn't often get a lot of love, and so like when she does, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And this Marge. album, uh, <laughs> yeah, Marge. Yeah, so uh, How about Ghost Mutt? I love Ghost my Mutt. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I. 
I love the episode where she refuses to give back uh, Milhouse's teeth. Yes! Oh, <laughs> that's so weird. By far, maybe the weirdest joke that Marge has, where she like has them and she's like, no. And I'm like, what are you going to do with those teeth, Marge? That's amazing. Um, and, I'm, and I've always loved that. Like a, That's such a weird layer to Marge. Yes. Of, like, she's going to keep a kid's teeth. <laughs> yeah. Moms are complex and weird. And I she think thinks potatoes are neat. Yeah. <laughs> she's the best character. She they're neat. Uh, so let's take a quick break. Uh, uh, on that break, we're going to encourage everybody to listen to Simpsons Sing the Blues. Sing the Blues? Play the Blues? Sing the blues? the blues? I think it's the only <laughs> Simpsons album on Spotify. Wow. It's the only one they're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> there. I'm film critic April Wolf and host of the Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on and we talk in depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons because the Switchblade Sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. And we're back. Hey, guys. Hey. I listened to it and I loved it. <laughs> that's physically not possible. <laughs> Name a song. <laughs> Wait, that's jazz. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Gosh, that line between blues and jazz, I never realized before, is so thin. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Damn, I just want to hear you scat for hours. <laughs> Julia, thank you. Yes, the yes Simpsons you're welcome. Scat. <laughs> yes, I would love that. So, uh, Simpsons scat. Damn. That's such a great fake album. I just want to do I want to do a Tony Bennett duet uh, series of like compilations or whatever and just have it be me scatting with different people from pop culture. <laughs> Screech! Do it! Come on down! Uh, okay, so this uh, when, when we come back uh, to the episode I love this moment because basically you're seeing them do all these different um, cute things to show that how in love they are and, mm-hmm. and one of the things is uh, when Mole Man comes in uh, to do his eye exam, he gets every single thing wrong, and because Selma is so swept away by love, she's like, close enough, and lets yeah, him pass, which is going to end up, he's going to kill people. Oh, he's definitely going <laughs> to yeah, kill people. Yeah, but I mean, she's uh, she's got so many flowers decorating her desk, she's got like happy faces, who could blame her? So... I uh, was I, I couldn't tell exactly what was happening when we go check in on Krusty right after this. Is it? It's so this is a telethon. telethon, and he starts crying just because of how poor the kids are. Yeah. So this is a riff off of the Jerry Lewis telethon that I he would have see. for. Yes. I believe, oh, oh, a muscular dystrophy. Muscular oh, dystrophy. Muscular dystrophy. Right? Yeah. And I love this moment too because it is this. It's not. I mean, what is it? It's it's for the nauseous children. Um, or or uh, motion sickness is for motion sickness. So I love what Krusty says. He the kids are in the audience and they all look pale and sickly. And he goes, "I love you, people. I love my kids. <laughs> Poor little guys, so tragic, so nauseous, 
you should see the bus that they came to the studio in, you know, assuming it's just covered in puke. Oh, no. So funny. Uh, so at this moment, we get Sideshow Bob uh, out. Uh, the, the gang is back together, and we get that moment of, um, you know, oh, you're so much better than my, uh, you know, the other sideshow. Oh he couldn't gosh. do it at all. And you cut to Mel. Mm. And it's such a good moment of all I could be is myself. All I can be is myself. <laughs> and he's holding his slide whistle, I think. Yeah. Or something. I love that. I think about that line every time, like, playfully made fun of by another. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm surprised. All I can be is myself. I'm surprised mm. that's not a bigger um, meme. meme. Yeah. So, Y'all, let's make it one. Let's do it. Listeners, start using it more. It's it's the opposite of everything's coming up, Millhouse. Yeah. And it's like a really good Well, it's also it's be, it's like similar to Please Don't Tell People How I Live. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's a nice it's just a nice mantra you can just sell just say to yourself every All day. I could be as All myself. I could be as myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm good yeah. Like that's uh, the cover of a self help book. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so there is a, a slight marge moment, uh, just trying to figure out like I don't know how to ask. <laughs> This uh, the dress should be. Uh, so we actually have we have that clip right here. So let's play that. Now about your wedding dress. Mm, I'm not sure how to put this. White, white. And what would you like for appetizers? Ooh, appetizers. Well, Homer, you seem to be a trencherman. What should we serve? Well, you can't go wrong with cocktail weenies. They taste as good as they look, and they come in this delicious red sauce. It looks like ketchup. It tastes like ketchup. But, brother, it ain't ketchup. Well, Selma, he makes a good case. Uh, get whatever you want. It all tastes like styrofoam to me. Selma, dear, I'm confused. Well, when I was a kid, we were playing with bottle rockets, and one shot straight up my nose. I permanently lost my sense of taste and smell. Okay, we've got cocktail weenies and Swedish meatballs. Selma, this wedding is spinning out of control. Can we really afford it? I've already run through eight of the ten dollars they gave me when I left prison. That's so good. It's so good. I uh, I love Homer's enthusiasm for this cocktail weenie sauce. I'm with him. I am, too. I, that's something I miss a lot. That is one of the yeah. very few things that is hard Right, they haven't quite made a vegan version of that. Yeah, too. or if they have, I haven't seen it. Mm. Brother? Brother, <laughs> it, it ain't is, ketchup. It is not ketchup? I just assumed it was ketchup and that he was... It's like ketchup, but it's not. It's got like brown sugar or something yeah, that makes it yeah. like its own tangy, wonderful joy. I feel like around the time this episode came out, maybe a couple years later, the day that my father, my weekend dad, introduced me to cocktail weenies... Is a banner day. Oh, <laughs> After that, as a child, I only wanted to eat that. I, yeah, dude, I love pigs it. in a blanket. Little I was smokies? like, yeah, why are we smokies. not? But here's the thing, and I'm sure you guys have had this experience too. You're you as a child are like, oh god, oh god, dad, we're going to the Ralphs or whatever grocery store. Can we get cocktail weenies <laughs> to eat? Yes, sure. And then you're like, yep, I'm gonna have a whole bowl of this. And about yep. halfway through that bowl, you go, um. <laughs> So about earlier, <laughs> it just starts to really get gummy, and you're like, I just maybe can't survive on this. Uh, so uh, at, at, at this point, we get uh, Bob explaining that he's definitely not just marrying her for the money. Um, yeah. But we, we get the first fight, which is such a funny fight, and mm. I really love this because I think it's very relatable, and yeah. I think it's great. Basically, uh, he, he's talking over MacGyver. He doesn't, he doesn't appreciate it. 
and and that totally makes sense that mm-hmm. one wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but it's sacred to the to Patty and Selma, and it is truly the grounds for not getting married. And yeah. I kind of love that. And if it's not the Simpsons, what would that thing be for you guys? That if your partner didn't mm. uh, like it, it would actually be kind of like. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about that because Simpsons would be, be, I think, that thing. Simpsons and Beatles for me. The Beatles, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be, yeah, it would be tough. I'm trying to think because, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm getting married uh, in a few months, oh, and yeah. so <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm in that process of like trying to figure out. I've been with my partner for eight years, so it's not like a huge surprise, yeah. on that. But there are definitely times. Uh, when I try to like introduce him to things that he's not crazy about, like I'll try to like Simpson not... sing the blues, like Simpson sing the blues, <laughs> and he's like, "You're insane for liking that." And I'm like, "Fair enough." Um, I yeah, I can't I can't think if there's any deal breakers on that, but there's like uh, he's not a huge fan of musicals, so I'm always trying to like find him gotcha. a musical that he would like. Um, uh-huh. So that feels like a pretty common thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, it feels really gendered and stupid, but you know, a lot of boyfriends tend to be like i don't know you know about yeah. this whole musical thing yeah i think my thing that would truly be a deal breaker and i'd have to like really really figure out my life uh, around this is um if my partner was not into going to disneyland at all mm. not to say that i go to disneyland a lot really but that you know i've met people and they still baffle me to this day i had a college roommate who was like i hate disneyland hate. and i was like excuse and they said, it is always packed. It is always this, always that. You I don't know how couple, to go correctly. Exactly. I know. I, was, I asked a couple of follow-up questions. I'm like, when Tuesday you go? Tuesday in March, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First day of school, bitch. Um, but she had only gone like in the peak summer days. But yeah, if I had a partner that was like, I hate, I can't, you go and I'll, I'll be like, I just want to enjoy this with you. Um, and then Simpsons, of course, too. I remember, not to put my sister on blast, but I remember she dated a guy and she, the first thing she said to me was like, she was like, ah, he's nice, but I don't think he likes The Simpsons. Uh, yeah, you can. And she was like actively trying to introduce it to him. And she said that it took an emotional toll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what? Yeah. I mean, I think The Simpsons is the answer for most people listening to this podcast as well. Uh, but Homer uh, gives the advice of like, you know, you, you don't yeah. have like the same things. And we know we know that in the episode uh, where he's trying to determine whether or not Marge is truly his soulmate. Uh, who actually has the bad taste of just like oh this album this album? Uh, she what is it that the the oh yeah yeah when he's space sort, coyote episode spi- the space coyote episode like wow these albums uh God I I'm forgetting the phrasing but it's the misdirect of it being all his music yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Bart responds to this by saying like Bart no like bad medicine. That was weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyone else think that was weird? I felt like that might have been just like of the time, maybe a reference or something. I mean, it felt like something went wrong in editing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I will say to recover from that, um, Bart does have, uh, before that, he has a a pretty funny line where, you know, he's excited that MacGyver has, you know, wedged between them and that, you know, love me, love MacGyver is like, you know, what Selma says. And um, that Bart excitedly goes, oh, well, I guess the wedding's off. Fiddle-dee-dee. Tomorrow's <laughs> another day. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Um, so we also get a brief dream of uh, at the wedding, uh, he imagines uh 
Bob as death. So we we have this idea yeah. that he's seeing that this is not going to go well. Uh, we then get, uh, hey, wiener boy, <laughs> uh, at the actual wedding. Right. Uh, Before we go to that, Allie, can I say? Yes. I was watching this episode, and there was one moment with Lisa that I was like, this is an Allie-ass <gasps> moment. What was it? Yes, it was. So we have Bart and Lisa sitting in like one of the church pews during the wedding ceremony, and Maggie is the flower girl, and she's oh, going yes. all around. And Lisa goes... I could have been the flower girl. <laughs> yes. And I wouldn't have been falling down neither. And then and then Bart goes, Hey, they chose Maggie, okay? As if she'd been complaining about this for a while. And then Lisa goes, Yeah, well if you want to go for cuteness instead of competence, then fine. <laughs> I don't know. I felt it like a very early moment Thank and you I, so much. I shined on you it. You would make a great flower girl. You would Thank make you. an amazing flower girl. Thank you. Well, well you're getting married. <laughs> I can I can kick out my niece. Yay! Yeah. She's four years old. She's gonna be horrible. I bet no, I draw better. Yeah. I yeah. could drive. You know yeah. what? Rejection at four is character building. So I think exactly. you I gotta shut this down. <laughs> she actually demanded we were we FaceTimed with her and we we're like, we're getting married and she was like, Can I be the flower girl? And I was like Okay, I was going to ask. This so was going to be a job. sweet moment, but <laughs> she's already done it uh, like three times. She's uh, a she's professional. A it's an old hat to four-year-old. Uh, I could never compete. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it together. No. <laughs> um, I have a I have a nephew who's maybe five who will always like be showing off whatever he could do, and I'm always saying I could do it better. I also am told uh, I'll have moments where I'll say. I'm the baby. And then Robbie will fight me on it. And it, you know, That's I have. Fun. So I relate to this moment. That's fun, though. I just saw it as like, yes, a slice of life. <laughs> what joke? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so the the wedding, we get, uh, we get, hey, wiener boy. And we get all these uh, waiters coming over to Homer. So funny. Mm-hmm. Typical Homer fashion. Um, and uh, we get Marge on the camera as well. Oh, I love it. She's she's the videographer in this. Mm-hmm. Going over to Krusty. Just like, How say relatable. something funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, certainly. Doing the, tell us a joke. Oh. Oh, a joke, mm-hmm. joke. Okay, uh, 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 this is a tiny piano and a twelve-inch pianist. Oh, oh wait, no, <laughs> I can't tell that one yet. It's such a funny. Went right over my head as a child. <laughs> yeah, this is also around the time that I'm not sure if I've ever told you this, Ellie. Mm. Um, but I have. We all had that moment where we repeated an adult joke, not realizing how adult of a joke it was. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Burned into my brain. I'm still embarrassed by it. I had just seen I Want to Say Men in Black, and Will Smith had a line in there that I chose to repeat, or maybe it was Wild Wild West. It was a Will Smith uh, uh, venture. Anyway, uh, walking around, I want to say the Glendale Gallery with my weekend dad, and I turned to him and I said, Hey, dad, uh, is that a banana in your pocket? <gasps> or are oh. you happy to see me? Ah. Oh. <laughs> and maybe, or maybe I even just repeated it straight from the scene saying that it was funny. And my dad, like everything in his face completely dropped. And he went, honey, um, that's a really adult joke. Do you know what that means? And I went, what? No. And my dad kind of didn't know what to do. And I feel like I chased after him and went, no, but dad, it was a banana. It was a real banana. Like I'm like eight or something like, no, 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 no. 
there's a banana in that bucket. It, it was a real banana. <laughs> I, I yeah, I did that with uh, my parents took me every year to see the Capitol Steps in D.C. for Aww. New Year's, um, mm. which is just like I love yeah, your family. Bring, bring a child to some political song humor, <laughs> uh, they'll get it. And I would buy the tapes all the time for it. So I wanted to bring it into my class to like play them the tapes again. I would listen to these tapes. I should not have been had access to music. I should have not been allowed. They revoked but... your Columbia Warehouse uh, <laughs> yeah, membership. Like, you have oh my horrible God. taste. You're the only one they revoked it from. So I like they're like we we don't want your twelve cents. Um, so I played it for my teacher, and it was like a song about Euro Disney, and it was very inappropriate. And she was like, "No, you can't play this in class." And I'm like, "What? It's funny. They have French accents. Oh like, no, it's, people liked it in the thing. That's so cute. And they're yeah, they're doing like parodies about like you know right. the dress and Bill Clinton, and I'm like, I get this. That's oh, so funny. Boy. Mine was I love Austin Powers so much, as everyone knows. And mm-hmm. I was doing a Doctor Evil impression. I was probably like eight, and uh, and my dad said that was a really good Doctor Evil impression. I said thanks. I'm going to shave my testicles, <laughs> and he's just like, what do you think that means? And I'm just like, because I pointed to my temple, and I was like, isn't it this? He's like, no, it's not that. And later I would be like, what is cream of some young guy? Uh, I know yeah. that he's saying cream of some young guy, but what does that mean? He's like, I just can't say. <laughs> uh, uh, so at any rate, uh, we we get the the very important information that Patty has given up, uh, or Selma has given up smoking, but except for after uh, MacGyver, MacGyver mm-hmm. um, which of course will come in later. And uh, the wedding itself feels very 90s. Like it, it just feels very like that's what weddings looked like at that time, yeah. too, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we get that really sweet moment uh, with, that I think that y- you should explain, because it's uh, Wiggum. Oh, yes! Um, when Bart speaks to Chief Wiggum. Yes. Okay, so Bart is still, like, up on his suspicious high horse, and um, he tells Chief Wiggum that, you know, he suspects that Sideshow Bob is going to be doing something bad, and uh, Wiggum goes, well, if he was going to commit a crime, would he have invited the number one cop in town? Now, where did I put my gun? <laughs> oh, I put it down when I got a piece of cake. And then we cut to where the cake is, and there are children that are getting a piece, and the gun's just right there. Um, so that's very fun. And then it comes back later. They uh, They make a reference to it. But then there's also this really sweet moment between Patty and Selma. I love it. Um, yeah, I'll take it away. Uh, so, you know, uh, Selma's about to get into her wedding car, I suppose. <laughs> her sure. wedding mobile. Which has the... Uh, Just married. Uh, and the I hate Bart uh, license, license plate. plate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yeah, and so um, Patty says, I don't know what to say. And Selma says, just tell me what I want to hear. She goes... I'm dying of jealousy. <laughs> so nice. It's so nice. They, it's, they know each other so well. Yeah. yeah. They want to be really kind. Yeah. Do you have siblings? I do. I have an older brother. Um, Would you say that you have a Bart-Lisa dynamic or more of a Patty-Selma dynamic? Definitely more of a Bart, Bart-Lisa dynamic. Uh-huh. I guess I wouldn't expect you two to have yeah, a Patty-Selma. <laughs> We're not, I don't know, live you together. could be surprised. We... <laughs> we live together. We smoke together. We right, MacGyver together. Yeah. You know, just a super healthy brother-sister <laughs> dynamic. Pre-Grey Gardens. Yeah. Yeah. We just got tens of cats. Mm. And this is a wig. I'm bald. Oh. <laughs> So much, so many truths. Wow. Very cool, man. There's a lot of trap doors to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point, we go to the honeymoon uh, and we get to check in on how the couple is doing there, and we have a clip from that. Soon I will kill you. <gasps> Son pied senti beau. French for her foot smells lovely. <gasps> Prepare to be murdered. <gasps> Pepa de be muldu. That's 
Sanskrit for your toes. I like perfume. Voy a matar a usted. That's Spanish for I am going to kill you. Say what? Why, dear, I, I do believe it's time for your beloved MacGyver. Oh, hey, you're right. So right before this moment, I skipped over it, is uh, you, you get the tape uh, that she's that she sent to the family. Uh, for some reason. For some for reason. So weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, is that a thing people did? They would record it mid And then immediately mid send it? Right, right. I mean, <laughs> no the efficiency of the story, uh, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I'm still sitting on, we went on our honeymoon and took all these photos and videos and all this stuff and had every intention of let's have a 60s style slideshow party still haven't because nobody cares oh i'm one of the we i will force people to yeah slideshow me i'm like slide show me your vacation i enjoy it as as a participant in the audience of it yeah i i don't know maybe you'll inspire me to finally go (laughs) hey look at tokyo from two years ago the trick is go fast just go oh yes 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 that's that's a good tip too yeah absolutely (laughs) just go fast so uh at this point we see the 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 home and it's beautiful the place that they're staying is this gorgeous gorgeous room and uh we check in on on the hubby who's of course uh essentially like beating up this like poor yeah uh, hotel worker yeah or whatever. desk boy or whatever mm-hmm. desk boy that can't Lobby be right. boy is what <laughs> it seems like <laughs> early squeaky voice teen yeah very much and uh and he, he's freaking out about the fire and uh the, you know i just specifically demanded room at the fireplace and bart is asking like why is he why would he get so mad about a fireplace and marge is just saying like well he wants it to be romantic romantic with selma mm-hmm. oh you're just too young to understand like it's uh, no one is able to see what's happening right um and basically the camera ends with saying just like you know why don't you come over here and make love <laughs> it's like i suppose so <laughs> and then we catch them later when Sajabab is like vigorously cleaning himself after so sad they're so unkind to her yeah, yeah. i do like the line though like bob one of my feelings <laughs> fell out sometimes like, oh, sometimes even murder is uh messy uh, yeah. or something yeah uh and uh that's when we get that that foot massage moment um so when we check in on bart again we he he has this very dramatic uh, realization once MacGyver's about to come on because uh, Patty came came over to watch it with them. We get that MacGyver, 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 yeah. and then immediately just like Selma has one hour to live, and it's so good. I yeah. love that, and they, it is great. And you immediately cut to that big explosion, yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy for a Simpsons episode. Knowing what I know now about them trying to get that mystery award, I'm sure in the room they were like. Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one fucking cliffhanger, like, fucking take lunch, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> boom, boom, Icker's ours. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a nice little call back here. He, uh, Sideshow Bob goes back up to the room, which is now, been, it's exploded. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, set, starts to sing. And then I went and spoiled it all by doing something stupid like explode you. Mm-hmm. So good. And then we have Bart turn around in the chair, which is so cinematic. It's very, uh, yeah, you know. I love it. Uh, and then we 
we get the moment of Selma saying just like, you tried to kill me. I want a separation. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a divorce. Yeah. yeah. And I they lo- might make it work. <laughs> yeah. I love him saying uh, to Bart, like, you know, how did you untangle my web? <laughs> and you get that great moment from uh, Wiggum as well. You know, I right, right. And Wiggum's there. He goes, uh, "Yeah, Bart, how?" <laughs> and then Bart goes, "Well, I'd hate to tell the number one cop in town how to do his job." No, please, it's the only way I'll learn. <laughs> I love that so <laughs> much. So great. And uh, yeah, we do learn how he did it. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to walk us through kind of the clues and hows? Of how it went down? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> clues and house. The clues and house. So, yeah, I mean, he uses uh, Selma's lack of smell uh, mm-hmm. to create a gas leak through the uh, fireplace that she, mm-hmm. he demanded uh, to use, uh, knowing that after MacGyver airs, uh, she's going to spark a cigarette and and blow that room to smithereens. Mm-hmm. Um, while he was away getting ice, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. while he was making doing his hourly walk oh um, right of course. you know because he he didn't want to be there with macgyver around um he's having a drink at the bar i guess i guess that's where the walk led him mm-hmm. um and so uh that's the perfect plan uh to have this uh murder take place uh unfortunately bart figures it out yeah, yeah bart is so smart sometimes yeah. I, this is bart working on all cylinders absolutely here, in later when it becomes bart and lisa you i always just assume then it's lisa figuring it out but this is a hundred percent bart mm-hmm. and i'm like this is this is good bart the it's, best part about all of this is him explaining it to homer yes. it's so <laughs> funny lucky young boy and his slow-witted father i love that He's and just, then i told marge <laughs> we and she immediately it's so good it's so funny because it, all he says is just like uh, you know, Dad, when uh, when Selma lights a cigarette, it's going to the the gas will cause it to explode. Like very clear. Like he just says whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. very straightforward. He just has like this very like confused look. And then you see him going over to the oven with matches, and then later <laughs> puppets get involved. I love it. Uh, it's so funny. After four times, I told Mom, so good. So and funny. Uh, and then of course he's asking like, well, then what happens to uh, you know what, what happened? Oh wait, also you get to the Simpsons mobile. Yeah, um, yes. which I love. I love when the Simpsons come together to solve a crime mm-hmm. or something. Um, and then you get the moment of just like, well, then how did the room explode? <laughs> and you get, uh, he's like, oh, I could explain that one. Wiggum is saying you know, all the all the boys were having a celebratory cigar <laughs> smoke break. And they threw the matches. Oh, right, the gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And I love the way that it ends, which is uh, Sideshow Bob saying, you know, he's about to be locked up again. And then he says, just like, you can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. And when that happens, I'll be back on the streets, me and my criminal buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I love, yeah, how, like, vaguely political this episode is, or they they kind yeah. of sprinkle it in like it's, um, you know, Easter eggs. They have yeah. the, like, Republican, he's like, oh, have you ever been locked up in a Republican presidency earlier? And that's, right. like, when the, the uh, prison's being filled up and they have to put people into the supply closet it's mm-hmm. so full and then and then yeah the the wink and the nod to the democratic um, yeah. p- uh, police prison complex that <laughs> moment you just described has one of my favorite lines i forgot to say earlier of um Sideshow bob very frustratingly go who stole my chapstick <laughs> and then one of the inmates goes oh here it is do you want it no, not now. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, and the, the the whole episode ends with Bart suggesting, like, let's get out of here before we all suffocate. And they all just have a nice little laugh. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. I love how sweet that is. That it's little so bow great. on top. Uh, this is such a good episode. It's been so fun talking about it with you. Um, what would you say is a lesson from this episode? If, if someone in your family uh, has sent someone to prison, maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> 
forgive that one specific person, you right. know. Yeah, um, right. You can, I'm all for people being ex-cons, dating ex-cons, ex-cons having their life. But yeah, if you, uh, if you, if, if it's part of the family story, maybe, maybe yeah. keep it out of the I way. Think that's, I think that's totally Live fair. Live with eyes wide open. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, maybe not that one. That seems fair. Yeah. You know, you don't want to date your best friend's ex-boyfriend and you don't want to marry the the man who tried to murder your nephew. Exactly. Those, exactly Those the are the same. two rules. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the two rules of dating that I live by. <laughs> uh, yeah. You no know, worked out since. Uh, so uh, which character of the entire Simpsons universe, and this could include uh, the, the tapped out as well, uh, that version of it, uh, do you relate to the most? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of Lisa relation. I was like that goody two shoes, smart Mm -hmm. girl, like uh, kid. Um, The character that I like wish I was is probably Disco Stew. (gasps) I love Um, that. It's just he's such a wonderful character. He's so it's like the one off character that that built. And I would I would love to live my life uh, like uh, Disco Stew. Um, But, yeah, I'm definitely probably more of a Lisa um, at heart, basically. I love that yeah. answer. Yeah. Not a worry or a care. Just, I just want to like roller dance, um, yeah. around. That would be a really nice way to live. Yeah. Just, and have like really be into one thing so much that it can make my life very happy. I right. love um, that. Yeah. So that, that, that's my answer. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the yeah, show. Thanks, thanks for having been a blast. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on my website, dianawright.net, or on Twitter, that's right, um, with a W. And uh, yeah, all my stuff's there. You can, awesome. you can find it. <laughs> Excellent. And Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. I'm at Julia Presk on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> you can find me at Allie Gertz and all the things. Uh, Everything's Coming Up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun, and our show is engineered and edited by Jesus Ambrosio, and our senior producer is Laura Swisher. And to also just remind our listeners out there that we will be doing live shows. We have one, I believe, on September 15th, whatever the Saturday is, um, in Austin, Texas, speaking of uh, southern accents and paddy wagons and y'alls and fundraisers. Um, We will not be doing a fundraiser for our show. Just come and buy a ticket. And we'll also be, um, we announced some of our other dates, but we have some others scattered throughout December and it's going to be a good time. So come on out. I can't wait. All right. Smell you later. Smell you later. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.